Capo, Karen Odom, Dana Arsenault, and uh, all that are sick and not able to be in church. I want to pray for Pat. Ask God to touch her. Every need in every situation, God is more than able. But let's invite him to have his way in this service here tonight. Let's love him, church. Thank you. If the brothers ring the offering pans, it's on the altar. Glory. Let's have good church. Glory. Warming up for that meeting in the sky. It's cold. 
Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. If you're glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight, why don't you clap your hands, lift your voice unto God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God. It's good to be in church tonight. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I'm glad to be in the house of God tonight. Amen. I'm glad to be in church, worshiping, praising, magnifying, lifting up the great name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Amen. I don't have any sad stories about living for God. God's been really, 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 really good to me. If God's really been good to you, why don't you all together tonight just lift up your voice and praise God for something He has done right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. I praise You. I worship You, God. You are a great God. You are a mighty Savior. I love You. I love You, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. It's good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord tonight. And uh, for you that are unable to be here, that's joined us on the radio, or on the radio, on the internet, Lord bless you tonight. I want you to enjoy church with us. Um, if you can't be here, I guess it's the next best thing to it. So get your Bibles. We're going to have a Bible study tonight. Get into the Word of the Lord and uh, worship God together with us. Turn your home into a church service tonight. And uh, it's so good to see um, Brother Kurt and his family here tonight. Glad that they're in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And everyone else, Lord bless you for being in church. And we want to pray for those who are sick and unable to be here. If you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter number 10. We're going to go back to where we was a couple, our last Wednesday night, matter of, no, two Wednesday, two weeks ago. So we had church Monday night last week, but the week before that, I was talking about some things I want to go back to and get into the Word of the Lord. So John chapter 10, we want to remember to pray for Brother Strebel. Uh Keep asking the Lord to heal his body. Brother Seal needs a touch from the Lord. Let's ask God to work for him. And um, Brother Wilson, Brother Scott Wilson needs a touch from the Lord. Ask God to work for him. Let's pray for Brother Atkins' family. Brother Rusty Atkins' daddy passed away Sunday afternoon. And uh, let's ask the Lord to touch them, work a miracle for them, and uh, give them help from heaven. And uh, pray for them today. John chapter number 10. Bible says in verse number 4 and verse number 5, And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger, everybody said a stranger, will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers, for they know not the voice of strangers. Let's put our Bibles down just for a moment. Lift your voice, lift your hands. Let's ask God to help us tonight. God, we're depending on you. I'm depending on you. I'm trusting in you, God. I pray, dear Lord, for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I pray, God, that you would lead me, that you would guide me, that you would instruct me to instruct your people tonight. Talk to us, God. Open our minds, our hearts, our spirits to the understanding and knowledge of Your Word today. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I want to go back to this. I, I have. This is just something that has not. I've not been able to shake loose from. And uh, so I want to go back and try to finish up what I started a couple of weeks ago. And uh, talking about knowing the voice of God. Knowing the voice of God. 
And uh, I think it's very important that we know the voice of God. And uh, so I might be a little bit slow tonight. Forgive me for that. Come back Sunday morning. I'll be a little more, uh, I guess, more exciting maybe. But but I, 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 in so much turmoil today, and so much unrest and the craziness of this world that we're living in, I think we need to know the voice of God even more so, and we need to be attentive more to the voice of God. And we need to be sure that when we hear the voice that we think might be God, we need to make sure that it is the voice of God. There's some things that I guess as a pastor myself, and I'm sure I can speak this from, uh, speak on the behalf of pastors, uh, there's things that are, that are very uncomfortable with teaching and preaching about that are very necessary. I guess probably the most uncomfortable thing to teach or preach about would be tithing because everybody thinks that that you're money hungry and people's not paying enough so you're wanting more and that's so uh that's so far from the truth um, but uh, you know in order in order to have the blessings of God you got to know how to get the blessings of God and so those things are very important to t- talk about and and uh, to discuss and to teach about in the church. Another one of them is the, the subject that I was dealing with a couple of weeks ago and I will be tonight. And that is knowing the voice of God and pastoral authority in our lives. It's something that all of us need to have and we need to be very attentive to the voice of God. I, I talked about this of different voices that are in the world today and the teacher's voice and the voice of our peers, and that really plays a big part in uh, the younger world. But then there is a voice of politics, the voice of sports, the voice of all different kinds of religion. And so with so much chaos in the world, and uh, I'm sure that we can all agree that that 2020 has probably been the most chaotic year that any of us has ever lived in. Some of the older ones might have remembered parts of the war, uh, World War II. I'm, I'm not sure that anyone was really of age during that time that is here tonight, but probably can remember coming out of the war and even the years following the war. I'm sure that was some chaotic times that that you were living in. But what we are dealing with today, I don't think that any of us has ever seen anything quite like this. It seems like about the time that everybody gets to coming back to church, something happens and then we all get scared again. But um, that's, that's, that's the year that we're living in. And all the chaos that is going on across uh, major cities in this world, and then uh, the chaos. And I, I have listened. Has anybody heard any of the uh, hearings on the justice that they're trying to get confirmed? It has been it has been so chaotic and foolish, and the world that is so crazy and so messed up that that from what I hear, two of the major are. Are two of the major things that they're worried about is same-sex marriage and abortion. And that's something that all of us as a society should agree on, that it's totally against anything that the Bible teaches us. But we're living in such a chaotic time that there's so many voices and and there's so so many strange voices. This is the reason why. We need to know the voice of God, what the voice of God sounds like, and uh, the voice that is leading us to make sure that it is the voice of God. And so, in the chaotic world that we are in, that that is so so amazing that these would be some of the the political points of view that they're so concerned about of getting. 
Roe versus Wade overturned and uh, same-sex marriages overturned if they get too many uh, conservative justices in the court. And uh, all the things to worry about, and that's what we are focused on because there is so many in the world today that has been so confused by the voices in the world to think that that is okay. But you as a church, and you say, oh, why are you back on that? Because if the voice does not keep saying, remember what the Word of God says. The Word of God states clearly that homosexuality is wrong. It states clearly that that murder is wrong. It doesn't matter if it happens before the baby is delivered or after the baby is delivered. It's still wrong. And see, that is so old hat to us to where it doesn't even stir us up anymore. It doesn't even concern us anymore. It doesn't even uh, just really uh, energize us anymore because the world's philosophy today has so affected us. It has affected us. It has, it has, uh, dumbed us down to where, you know, when you mention something like that, people kind of cringe now. When you used to, you didn't cringe at all. But it does make you cringe now. You're wondering, oh, who's going to get offended when, when really that offends us? Really that offends us that we can't talk about these things openly because it contradicts the Word of God. God's Word tells us these things are not right, that it is not so. And so the reason why we need the voice of God in our life is to instruct us because you, you, everybody say me, me, we can all be led astray. And unfortunately, we can be led astray much easier than we really think that we can. Let's go to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24, I'm just going to go over this. I'm not going to read from it. But this is a good starting point to what I've got to say today. That the disciples were there and they were asking Jesus, show us the sign of the second coming, or when when will these things be, and what shall be uh, a sign of the end of the world and the coming of Christ again? And so I, I find it very interesting the way that Jesus starts this off. In the very beginning, He said, "Take heed that no man deceive you." And so. When we look at the world today, does anybody know anybody that's been deceived? Deception is very strong today. Deception is very powerful today. Deception is actually on the rampage today. And so this is a reason why if we do not know the voice of God, we will fall for another voice that sounds a lot like the voice of God. Amen. There are, there are things that we judge this by. Number one, God put in the church the fivefold ministry. And this fivefold ministry is found in Ephesians chapter four and verse number eleven through fourteen. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of statues of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men, and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. So the Scripture is telling us the order of the church, what God had placed in the church in every saint of God's life, 
is a fivefold ministry. It did not, it is not making reference that he gave to some people apostles and some people prophets. He said, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. This is the work of the ministry in the church that we should place in our life and allow God to speak through us through the anointed Word of God by the messenger of God. And this is why, this is why, that we henceforth be no more children, because without this structure in our life, we are like children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Everything that comes along. Now, this is a reason why you will see that there has been churches that totally go off track because the pastor went off track. Now, I pray today, and I'm like the Apostle Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And if I'm not following Christ, don't follow me. Follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. Because this is the reason why. That that the importance of the ministry in your life is should hold the utmost importance in your life. Because without the ministry, you would be tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine and by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness whereby... They lie and wait to deceive. The ministry in the church is for the perfecting of the saints and the edifying of the body of Christ. There is no way you can be perfected to be the person that God has called you to be without the preached Word of God and the ministry that God has placed in your life. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse number 15 says, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. The Bible says in one place, Watchmen, what of the night? You need, you need the ministry in your life to instruct you of what is coming down the road. This is the reason why I get up here and remind you all the time about things we need to abstain from and things we need to dedicate our life to because of the times that we are living in. Now what does the voice of God sound like? I think that God from the very beginning of time, starts to set this precedence up for his New Testament church. I started out by talking a couple of weeks ago about Adam and Eve in the garden of e- uh, the garden, and when she was deceived, and then the man took, and Adam ate of the fruit also of how the devil's voice so much sounded like the voice of God. And he took and he misused the Scriptures just slightly. Close enough where it sounded good, but far enough away where it brought sin into the entire world. And so we need to know, and God is setting this up from the very beginning of time for the preparation of this New Testament church. You had the Mosaical Law. You had the priesthood. You had all of these things that are pointing to the New Testament church. And so I look in the book of Samuel, and I don't think there's any greater illustration on knowing the voice of God and what the voice of God should sound like to us than reading the book of Samuel in the very beginning. In Samuel chapter 1, we find that it starts out by a woman named Hannah that was praying every time she would come to Shiloh. She would pray and she would ask God because she was barren. She would ask God for a child. And she promised that if God would bless her with the child, that she would dedicate that child to God. Now, this was in a time of turmoil and chaos. There was some crazy things that were going on 
at the location of the house of God. And we find in 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse number 12 that she was praying so hard that that Eli even thought that she was intoxicated. So much that Eli come up and he marked her mouth. In other words, Eli, the man of God, walks up to this woman that is praying and seeking God's face for a child And he slaps her across the face. Now, what do you think would happen if I walked up to some lady that was knelt down at the altar and I walked up to her and said, You wicked woman, and I slapped her across the face. I'm sure there would be lawyers standing in line (laughs) to shake your hand and to sue the preacher. But you know what precedence that she was setting in order here? That even when the man of God, don't think that I'm going to come up and do that. I I will not do that. I would refrain from doing that. But um, anyway, I would, even when the man of God came up and he marked her mouth, she did not get angry. She did not, she did not smart off to the man of God. She did not say, you crazy old man, what is going on with you? Have you lost your mind? Have you fallen off of your rocker? No, but she had respect. And that respect was set in order a long time ago. And then it was following the order to when her son was born that she he also had respect for the authority of the man of God. We find in verse number 28 of the first chapter of 1 Samuel, she left him at the house of the Lord. When God blessed her with a son, she left him at the house of the Lord. And you find that she come back to visit him, but she never took him out of the hands of the man of God. Now, I don't know, but I just, I just would dare to say, That there was times in Samuel's life where he had to be corrected by the man of God. But even as much as Hannah loved him, she left him in the hands of the man of God. Can I encourage you today? Now, I love these young people. I love them very much. But there has been occasions that I had to go up. And I've had to casually just walk up and correct some situations and some things that was going on in their life to try to help them. Not to hinder them, not to destroy them, but to help them. Because the watchman sees things that you may not even see yourself. But it sees things that that you have to correct. And I'm sure over the years, some of you that are here today can testify to the fact that Brother Duplessy had to walk up and casually correct you. Occasionally, that's the reason why that you are here today. But what she did is a precedent that we should have in our life. That no matter what, no matter what, when they come back and they're upset, when they come back and their feelings are hurt, that we as parents do not take them out of the man of God's hands. So this is what she had in order. Man, what, what else could be done? She had already been slapped in the face and accused of being drunk when she was not. But she did not retaliate against the authority figure of the man of God. And so it goes on. And there is Samuel. Samuel grew. uh, Chapter 2 and verse number 22. Samuel grew before the Lord. And growing up before the Lord, he did not come up with his own ideas and his own opinions about how things should be run and how the house of God should be run. He just done what he was supposed to do. And he grew with favor of God upon him. There was something special about this young man. And he had the favor of God. 
as he grew. But he did not allow the favor of God to go to his head and to get him off track. It doesn't matter how spiritual that we get. It doesn't matter how much God talks to us. It doesn't matter how much we pray or how much we speak in tongues. God has a basic instruction of law and order, and that is what we are to go by. And Samuel never got out of his place. Samuel never come against the man of God. Even though Samuel seen things that was going on that was not right, Samuel stayed dedicated and consecrated, growing in God and being what God wanted him to be. And so time passed. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, in verse number 1, He ministered before the Lord and Eli, the man of God. In Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse number 4, there come a day when, when Samuel was in his chamber all alone. God said, Samuel, Samuel. And does anybody remember what Samuel did? Samuel jumps up out of the bed and he runs. He does not run out into the street and say, Oh, I hear the voice of God. The voice of God is speaking to me. The voice of, I am highly anointed and favored of God. But no, the voice of God sounded just like the voice of Eli to him. Amen. Everybody has to have a man of God in their life. I have to have one. You have to have one. If we're going to get from here to glory, you are going to have to submit to the authority that God has placed in all of our lives. That's just, I didn't set it up. I didn't write it. Amen. That's God's way of doing things. So this is what happened. He goes in and he says, Here I am. Here I am. What did you need? What did you need, O man of God? And he said, I didn't call you. He goes back and he lays down and God calls Samuel again. And Samuel jumps up again and he runs to the room of Eli and said, Yes, Lord, I'm here. What did you need? Why? Because the voice of God to a saint of God is going to sound a lot like the man of God. There are ways that you can determine what the voice of God is in your life. Number one, is it according to the Word of God? Number two, is it according to the pastor that God has placed in your life? These are judges that God has given us to keep us from going off track and getting confused and losing our soul and our family in the process. What does it sound like? The voice of God is not going to come tell you something totally different than what you have been preached and what the Word of God says. The voice of God is not going to sound like that. But the voice of God to you is going to sound just like the voices that you hear coming across the pulpit from the Word of God speaking to you and dealing with you and talking to you. He called again in verse number 8. He went again and he said, no, I didn't call you. He sent him back and he said, when the voice of the, when you hear the voice again, this is what I want you to say. Yes, Lord. I hear, Lord, your servant is listening. Before hearing the voice of God for yourself, you need to make sure because the devil comes and he deceives people by all of these great revelations and great thoughts and great things. But I want to tell you when the voice of God speaks to you, it's going to sound a lot like the Word of God and it's going to sound a lot like the preacher that God has placed in your life. Don't be deceived by the voices that are in the world today. A lot of people say, oh, I get my own mail. 
I don't need a preacher. And I hear that song. I've heard that song sung before. I don't need a preacher. I don't need a teacher. Me and Jesus has got our own thing going. That's totally against everything that the Bible teaches us. That is not true. That is not biblical. That is not, that is not the way that God has set up things and set up order. Amen. God, and I, I, I'm not coming to you today saying that I'm so much smarter than any one of you. No, that's not what I'm saying. It's a position that God has placed us in. It's the order that God has called us to follow in in our life. This is the way that God does it. The Apostle Paul, before he was Paul, he was Saul, and he was on his way to Damascus with orders in his hand. To, to kill the children of God, to persecute the church of Jesus Christ. On His way, there was a bright light that shined from heaven. That bright light throwed Him off of His horse, onto His back. And the Bible said that the Lord said, Is it hard for you to kick against the pricks? Now the Lord was speaking to him because he said, Who art thou? And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecuteth. Is it hard for you to kick against the pricks? But even a one-on-one conversation with God Almighty, God did not tell Paul the plan of salvation or Saul the plan of salvation. What did he say? He said, Go to a street called Straight. And there will be a man that's going to tell you what you need to do. God has a plan to keep us from going off track. To keep us from getting mixed up doctrinally. Amen. To keep us from getting our lives all messed up. And that is the order that God has placed us in. Don't. But the order, but place the order of God in your life. Amen. Knowing the voice of God. And so God sent him to a man. Now, he was having a conversation with Jesus Christ. He's seen a bright light from heaven. This is the way that people get so, so, uh, so confused that there was a one man that seen a bright light and an angel and he wrote a whole new doctrinal book. Amen. Because he got away from the Bible. There was nobody to bring him back on track. Amen. If it's contradicting this word, amen, it is not the voice of God because the voice of God will not contradict what the Word of God says. Amen. We need to always remember that. We need to always hold that dear in our hearts and in our spirits. What does the Bible say? Amen. The Bible tells us plainly that here, O Israel, the Lord, our God is one Lord. The Bible tells us plainly that you shall not have any other gods before you. The Bible gives us plainly, amen, the new birth message. When Jesus was asked by Nicodemus in John chapter 3, he says, he said, what shall, he said, you must be born again of water and of spirit. In Acts chapter 2, the Bible is very specific and tells us that we are to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins and we must be filled with the Holy Ghost. That is the New Testament plan of salvation. Any other way is no way at all. That's what the Word of God teaches. That's what the Word of God teaches from the very beginning to the very ending. And that's what we are to live our life by. Amen. Amen. And if you are getting messages from God, from someone that teaches any other thing than that, amen, they're off track. That's not the voice of God. 
You've got to get the very basics of repentance and water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. The Apostle Paul, Saul, went and Ananias heard from God. Wouldn't it have been much simpler if God would have just told Saul while he was laying there kicking amongst the the stickers and the briars laying on his back when he really had his attention just to go repent of your sins, get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and start preaching the gospel of Christ. It would have been much simpler. No, but this is the way that God set it in order. He was showing us today in 2020 the same order of service today as back then. Amen. God gave Ananias a message and said, go across town. I've got a man named Saul. Oh, no, not Saul. Not Saul. He's persecuting the church. He said, oh, no, but i got him praying right now. Amen. So he went and he preached to him the gospel of Jesus Christ. The death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. Another place we find an Ethiopian eunuch. Philip was having a great revival. And all of a sudden, he was moved from one place by the power of And the majesty of God, how God did it, I don't know. But He placed him out in the midst of a desert place. And there was one man out there in a chariot. And he comes up on him and he's reading the scrolls. And Philip asked him, said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I accept some Man, God was reminding us of the order. Except some man explain it. And he jumps up into the chariot and he begins to testify and explain the Old Testament Scriptures and show him what he needed to do to be saved. And he took and he baptized him. Amen. Wouldn't it have been easier for God just to give him a mighty revelation? Maybe so, but God has a way of doing things. I want to tell you, church, to keep deception away from our door. Steps. We must follow after the will and the plan of knowing the voice of God in our life. Amen. That's the reason why when you disagree with the preacher, you can't just run off. That's the reason why when the preacher says something you don't like, you can't fire him and get you another preacher. Well, praise God. I hope you can anyway. If if that was true, I'd probably been gone a long time ago. But these are things that God has set in order. Amen. And so, the sheep of the pasture of God, if they come to the music, I'm getting ready to close. They know the voice of their master. For they know not the voice of strangers. Sometimes I worry that we've got too many voices in our life. I suffer from this a lot. I live in the house with four females. At one time I had five females in the house. So I suffer from many voices in my life. And I'm suffering from hearing problems. And I think that's due to me being in the house (laughs) with all those females. And so, last night we were in the living room and we were... They were talking and I was trying to figure out what was going on. And uh, so I had a... (laughs) 
my hearing is still not straightened out from something that happened a few weeks ago, and I, it, it's just terrible, and it's so chaotic when everybody gets to talking, and I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, and these masks mess me up terrible because I can't even read people's lips, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to zoom in and zone in on, on one voice, and and everybody's talking at one time, and it sounds like a bunch of hens cackling in the... Well, that might not be a good explanation, but mark that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it sounds like a bunch of confusion going on. And I'm trying to get one voice. And I know the voice I should be listening to. That's my wife's voice. Trying to make that hen cackling okay right there. But <clears throat> so, so I'm trying to... I'm trying to get that voice, and I'm finally saying, everybody hush! Now you, you right there, you speak. And when you get through speaking, let that one speak. And when you get through speaking, let that one, where I can figure out what in the world y'all are saying. And I thought about this. There's so many voices in the world today. There's such a strong Move of deception today. And there's so many voices till we get so confused on what voice is the right voice and what, what voice should I be listening to and what voice should I be, I, I should be tuning out and trying to get rid of. And I want to tell you today, you gotta zoom in real close and you gotta get in Really close to God and you gotta get, you gotta get your attention all on God and you got to really focus because all those other voices, they're not, they're not gonna be as courteous as it was last night sitting in the living room where I, I could get them all to calm down and a little by little I could figure out what was going on and all the chaos. It's not, the devil's not as courteous as that, but he wants to clutter our mind and our spirit with all the voices and the chaos that's going on in the world today to try to deceive us and ruin and wreck. This is right. That's right. This is okay. That's okay. Nothing wrong with this. Be a free thinker. Be a free mover. And a, just, just do free people. Be your own boss. Do your own thing. I want to tell you today, this world is crazy when they think we don't need any government bodies in our life. We're, we'll be believing it. We'll be living in total chaos and confusion. It's like if you defund the police, who you're going to call when you're in trouble? Because there's trouble coming. There's trouble coming to all of our lives. And that's why you want to tune in and know for sure the voice of God. The voice of God. One place that talks about a still voice. One place the prophet said there was lightnings, there was thunder. There was a wind blowing. He said, but that was not, I didn't hear the voice of God. He said, but, but there was a still small voice somewhere in the chaos church. If you'll hear what I'm telling you, if you'll listen to what I'm trying to get across to you, the voice of God can be heard in all the chaos that is going on in the world today. Knowing the voice of God. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. 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 Let's lift our hands and worship the Lord today. God, we love you. We thank you, God. We worship you today. We magnify you today. We give you glory today, God. We thank you, Lord. For the instructing hand, the voice that you have placed in our lives, God, that you can help us, that you can direct us, that we will know your voice, that we will not go astray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Titus 1 and 3, it says, But hath in due times manifest his word through preaching.
He has in due times manifest His Word through preaching. Help us, God, that we would know Your voice. That when we hear the voice, we are the sheep of Your pasture. That's the reason why you want to stay full of the Holy Ghost. You want to stay full of the Holy Ghost. Don't let the devil deceive you. Don't let the devil ruin and wreck and destroy your life. Don't let the devil talk you into doing something that is against God's Word. Stay in the Word of God. Stay true to the Word of God. Keep your faith and your confidence in the Word of God and the man of God. Don't let the devil destroy your confidence in the preacher. But keep your faith in God. Amen. Help us today. One more time, let's lift our hands and worship Him. Thank You, Lord. I worship You today. I magnify You today, God. I thank You for Your goodness and Your mercy. Hallelujah. Help me to know Your voice, God. Lift Your hands and sing it unto God right now. Just talk to me, God. Let me know Your voice. I want to be sure. I want to be sure, God. I don't want to be led astray. I don't want to make the wrong decision, God. Oh, hallelujah. Reassure me, Lord. Oh, reassure me, Lord, that your hand is guiding me. Let me know this road I walk is what you chose for me. You're going to just step out from where you're standing and make your way to this front and say, Here I am, God. Lead me, God. Give me wisdom from heaven, God. I walk through valleys deep and wide. When the mountain gets too high, reassure me. you for being in the house of the Lord tonight. Remember church Sunday morning, let's come praying, expecting and believing the Lord for a great move of the Holy Ghost. To our guests that are here, so glad that you're here. Lord bless you. Hope to see you back here Sunday. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name.